0: This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 82. Stop feeling confused. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire. We must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. Hi there, Miss Unstoppable. Welcome to another episode of this show. So happy to have you here. want to give a quick shout out to anyone listening in Brazil. I saw this week we're on the charts over there, which is the first time ever. So major shout out to all my Brazilians. So happy to have you. All right. Today we're talking about feeling confused. In fact, I'm going to teach you how to stop feeling confused. This is actually a lot more simple than you think. I have so many people who come to me confused. They don't know where to go in life. They don't know how to improve their marriage. They don't know where to go next in their career. They don't know how to build a business. I mean, all of the things, right? So today I'm going to, in essence, allow you to get all the answers you need so you don't ever have to feel confused again. Yes, never, ever again. Will you have to feel confused. So get ready. It's an exciting episode. So let's talk about confusion and why it happens to begin with. All of us have these inner negative voices that I call the inner mean girl, and we have a voice called a doubter in there. We also have a critic, perfectionist, vacillator, avoider, pleaser, missing one in there, but there's another one. Oh, controller. So we've got all these different voices inside of us. And this doubter voice that we have, it likes to doubt us a lot. And in order to doubt us, you know, it confuses us at the same time because it doubts that we can do certain things that we want to do in our lives, especially if we're breaking barriers. So if we're doing things like our family didn't do, or we don't see in our immediate world around us, or for a lot of us, just things we've never personally done, that inner doubter can pop up and say, like, who are you to do this kind of thing? Do you really think you can grow your career and, you know, make this kind of money? Do you really think you can leave your job? Do you really think you can have a marriage that you say you can have, right? So it brings that doubt up. Now, this inner doubter that you have, it thinks it's helping you. It thinks by telling you these doubts, in essence, it's protecting you, right? From getting hurt. Because if it doubts you, then you won't be as disappointed if you don't get it. And disappointment can make us feel sad. And sadness feels weak. That inner doubter also deep down doesn't want us to leave our comfort zone. Why? Because anything outside our comfort zone, even if it's good stuff, stuff that we want, feels scary to that primitive frame where that inner mean girl or your inner doubter lives. So it will instead just spin in this confusion, in essence, for you to stay confused and to stay stuck. Okay, so it's very sneaky how it does this, right? But today, again, I want to bring it forth very direct for you. So you can spot it anytime. okay? And it's this simple. S- anytime you're asking a question of, I don't know how to blink, that is the sign that you are in your inner doubter. Now, there's many, many other signs of that, but the very direct one of saying, I don't know equals inner doubter, okay? And I'm saying that very slow for you because I want you to soak that in. Again, you're saying, I don't know how to blank, inner doubter. Anything with, her, I don't know really. I don't know why so and so does blank. Right? So I get this question, as I said, a lot from clients. And so I will spin this question back on them so fast. And I will say, if you did know, what would you do? And you know what? They know. It's pretty incredible. Okay, I'm going to give you some examples. The first example, I just had a call last night with somebody. Lindsay, I don't know where to go next in my career. And I said, all right, if you didn't know, what would be the qualities of this career that you have? All of a sudden, she starts listing them. I want this, and I want this, and I want this, and I want this. And I said, okay, great. How much money do you want to make? I want to do this. I want my schedule to look like this. I want to have this, and this, and this, and this. And I said, you know what? You always knew all along where you wanted to go in your career. You just didn't believe you knew. And so because you just kept telling yourself, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, you're bringing us to spin in that instead of writing it all down on paper and then saying, wow, this is what I want to do, right? So I saw this just recently happen with another client. Who is leaving, in essence, very slowly and gradually, her day job, and she's building a business. And it became this question of, I don't know where to get clients. I said, if you did know, what would you do? All of a sudden, boom, within seconds, she told me the answer. And I said, great. Why don't you go do that? The third client that I had recently, Lindsay, I don't know how to get closer in my marriage. I said, if you did know, what would you do? The answer out of her mouth, I would start communicating more. Great was my response. What does that look like for you? Well, I would start listening more and I would start telling him my feelings and I would do da-da-da and da-da-da and da da I'm like, great. Awesome. So you see here, my friend, you always know. This is one of the big things of coaching. As a coach, we're always telling our clients, you know the answer. You just don't trust it. We had a whole nother episode on this on the podcast. I think it was called Make Strong Decisions. And I was talking about that within seconds, your brain gives you the answer that you truly want. Okay, we know this is true because if I say, think of a pink elephant, you're probably thinking of a pink elephant, right? It brings it to the surface. So if I said, where do you want to go in your marriage? The answer comes up within seconds. Boom. But the problem is, is that you don't trust that. And again, it goes back to that inner doubter, that inner doubter who's giving you the story of, I don't know what to do. You know, I don't know if you can really do these kinds of things. I don't know if you can really be the kind of person that has X, Y, Z. And so you just spin in it. It's called an indulgent emotion. I'm going to do a whole podcast on indulgent emotions coming up. But really an indulgent emotion, again, is Something that's keeping us comfortable, even though it makes us uncomfortable to spin in confusion, we've likely been doing it for so long that it's become like a warm blanket to us. It's like, oh, I I love spinning in confusion. I do it all day long versus what happens when I get these clients out of confusion, likely within minutes. Then what comes up? The true emotion. And nine times out of 10, it's fear. Okay, so if we go back to the client I had last night and I said, okay, where do you want to go in your career? You know, let's list all the qualities she did. And then the true thing comes out Lindsay, I'm really secretly scared of success. And I'm like, that's what we need to coach on. That's the thing that's holding you back. It's not that you don't know where to go, it's that you deep down have this fear of success and we need to figure out why. Okay. And because she was fearing success, which so many of us do, I had this fear for a very long time of success that it took me months and months to chip away at, to really figure out the depth of it and overcome it. Then that's where the hard work is. Okay. If we look at my client who is transitioning from her day job to a business and she's like, okay, now I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, go to these groups and present my services. Right. All of a sudden, boom, fear. What are people going to think about me? And that was what we really need to coach on. And that's what we have been coaching on week after week about what her family is going to think about her, what her friends are going to think about her, what you know society in a whole is going to think about her, what she thinks about herself, because in essence, she's leaving part of her self-identity behind. She has known herself to be somebody in this role for a really long time, and that's what she's kind of been raised around, and everyone's like, damn, girl, you've made it. Why the hell would you change? And she's even asking herself, why would I change? And she has talked herself out of making this transition time and time again over the past few weeks with me, and I keep bringing her back. Like, there's something inside of you that says you want to do this. And the real work, as I said again, has been that fear of what other people think. And that's the work, right? If we go back to the client who says, I want to improve my marriage. And then so we say, okay, great, where do you want to go? Oh, I need to communicate. Da-da-da. Then what pops up? The fear of being vulnerable, right? The fear of rejection. The fear of giving it her all and it not working out. That's the core issue here. It's not the confusion. It's never, ever, 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 ever the confusion. Two more examples I want to give you here. I had a client months ago, very similar thing about the job thing. Lindsay, I don't know where to go. She was spinning for months, if not years at this point with this job that she just did not feel good about. And she just went back and forth, back and forth. Within an hour, I had that girl on an authentic path for her. Because again, it wasn't the confusion. She knew where to go. She just needed somebody to bring it out of her and say, no, no more confusion. That's, again, the value of a coach, my friend. (laughs) It kicks your butt because your brain just wants to stay and spin in that, right? It feels good to just spin in the confusion instead of getting to work. So now that girl I coached months ago, she's gotten that job that she wanted But now a whole new level of crap has come up for her because I only got to coach her that one time. It was like this weird little special thing I was doing at the time versus, you know, a longer package. And she's emailed me and she said, well, now I feel really crappy in the job, even though I know this is what I want. I'm like, yeah, that's the real work. That's the work that you were avoiding because you just wanted to spend in confusion. So many times, too, we think... Oh, if I just have this thing in my life, if I have this job or if I have this relationship or I just feel this, then I'm going to, you know, quote unquote, be better or feel better. And what happens is it's just, you know, if we don't deal with it now, we just bring it to the next thing. You know, I saw this when I left my former relationship with my father's, my daughter's father. I always get that confused. My daughter's father. And I just thought, oh, it was all him, right? I knew I had some stuff to work on and I worked on that. And then what happened was as I got settled into my marriage now with my husband, some of that crap popped up. Its little ugly head came out, was like, ooh, Lindsay, here you are again acting the same way you did in that last relationship. And you thought it was his fault, but it was really on you. This is the work that you didn't really know that you had. So again, that's kind of going on a different tangent there, but I'm going to bring you back to, again, it's never the confusion. There's something deeper there. That's really the core issue. Okay. Another example I'm going to give you had a client that I worked with last year, about a year and a half ago. Now, I guess the one thing is she wanted to know where to go with communication with her family and she knew right away where she wanted to go. And I wasn't at a point yet in my coaching where I coached her hard enough to get it really quick because I was kind of coming back from maternity leave. And, um, yeah, I just my coaching style was a lot more, I don't know, uh, handholding, I guess, at the time. So anyways, we spent a couple months on getting her to really figure out where she wanted to go when she knew the whole time that she wanted to cut off communication with this part of her family. And so she made that choice and she felt really good about it. And I even coached her through it whenever, you know, she felt unsure about it. And then the next thing came up where she's like, well, I don't know what to do with my relationship, with my dating relationship. And at this point, I'm at a different place in my space as a coach. And I said, you do know, and you've known this whole time. And so you need to make a decision from that place and go. And she did not like my answer. You know why? Because she likes spinning in confusion. She liked taking months and months and months to just spin in it, right? So again, you know where to go right now on whatever question you have that starts with an I don't know. You know where to go. But there's something deeper there. And that's the work. So for a lot of people, as I said, it's that fear that comes up for them. and for a lot of them, they think, well, I'm scared of looking stupid. I'm scared. What if I get it wrong? What if I should have made the other choice, right? And that's the beauty of life is sometimes we do get it wrong. Sometimes we do mess up, but we don't know until we try. But what's going to eat you more is not ever having tried. One of the quotes that stuck out to me even as a young kid, it's from the show Frasier and it was the dad's character on the show and he said something along the lines once that he was talking to Frasier, his son, on the show and he said, you know, son, it's not the times that you mess up that you regret as you get older, it's the times when you didn't even try. And I just remember as a kid hearing that and it's stuck with me ever since. And so every time I'm in these moments where I get this fear and I think, oh my gosh, am I going to mess this up? And, you know, am I going to do this wrong? I go back to that quote and I think, I know where to go and I'm just going to do it. You know, for a long time in my former relationship, I spun in leaving that relationship. This is even before like me finding out he had a double life and all that. There were, gosh, At least a year. I mean, looking back, it probably was many years where I knew the relationship needed to end. But yet, especially that last year, I went to therapy week after week, just trying to find some sort of reason to leave the relationship. And although it was heartbreaking when I found out about the cheating, It was so relieving, too, because it was like, oh, I can leave this relationship because that is deep down what I've wanted to do all along. But at the same time, I didn't want to feel the pain of the heart, you know, just leaving the relationship, right? The heartbreak of that, because even if I wanted to leave, it's still sad. And at that point, we had a daughter and I was scared to death to raise her, you know, quote unquote, on my own and be a single mom and support myself. I didn't have the belief in myself enough that I could do that on my own. And yet I knew all along and I wasted so much time and so much energy during at least that year, as I said, but likely longer than that, just spinning in the confusion of it. Because again, it's not really about the confusion. It's about the fear underneath that that you just don't want to deal with. And I'm going to say this here, and I know I've said it before in the podcast, but if you really think about it, the thing that we're fearing the most is just feeling an emotion that we don't want to feel of something like sadness, disappointment, humiliation, shame, anger. You know, sometimes we we don't mind feeling anger because it feels powerful. But, you know, some of those quote-unquote lower level frequency emotions that I just mentioned, they feel uncomfortable and they make us feel powerless. And our brain goes to this very extreme place of those emotions you know, again, make us weak and that can make us susceptible for death. When a lot of times they don't. And even then when my brain will go there and, you know, say, oh, you know, this is so scary and, you know, you could hurt yourself or somebody else or, you know, death or whatever, I then will call my brain an essence and say, I'm not that scared of death. Okay. Because even though i I know my brain is over-exaggerating and it's like, okay, death is a very extreme circumstance. Even then, I'll, I'll take that off the table and be like, okay, death isn't really even that bad. Okay? This goes back to biology. And the very first, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, we were, you know, cave people, right? Right? And if we didn't get along with our tribe, then we were, in essence, shunned away. And then it was likely death because we needed one another to survive. But now our world is so connected, we can survive on our own. You know, say your immediate tribe says, peace out, right? And says, I don't want to be around you. There's so many other tribes you can find online. You can move, right? I mean, I experienced this a lot. You know, the next episode or the the episode that came out before this about processing politics, I talk about some of this and I talk about, you know, I live in Texas, Texas. My entire life has been a Republican state. I've grown up and mostly all of my friends have been a different political party than I've been. And it has been so, so scary for me to even ever mention politics In college, I remember, you know, it, you know, breaking that I was a Democrat. I went to TCU, which is, again, a very conservative college with a lot of old money. And that old money came from, you know, things like ranching and stuff. And so when it came out, I was a Democrat. They were like, you can't tell anybody else, Lindsay. And if you put any kind of, you know, stickers and stuff on your car, because at the time it was an election year, I think it was Bush and Kerry at the time. They were like, you know, your car is going to get vandalized. Like, don't tell anybody else, kind of thing. And of course, that fed my anxiety, right? I was so scared to come out and say that kind of stuff to people because I was scared of the rejection. And what does rejection mean to the brain? It means, you know, potential death, right? So, this is just what happens. And we have to be aware of it. We have to be bigger than our brain. And we have to say, Things like, I'm not confused. I know exactly where I need to go. I trust myself. That's one thing I'm working on a lot right now with clients. So many of them are building these beliefs in themselves that they trust themselves. And one client specifically that I have right now, she has been really working on this for a couple months with me. And her wins last week that she posted are things like, I stood up in this meeting and everybody's taking me more seriously and this and this and this and this. And I said, oh, my gosh, are you seeing now how you're trusting yourself and the benefits of just changing that one thought in your brain of you doubting yourself to you now trusting yourself? Now you're getting this place of even more massive action. You're getting even more of the results that you want. You're feeling even better in the process you feeling authentic and great. I mean, this is it, right? It goes back to trusting ourselves. If we don't trust ourselves, then, oh my gosh, that's where, again, that inner doubter comes in and we just spin in that confusion over and over and over and over. And then what? I see it with people all the time. They spend years upon years of just the same shit, different day. I mean, just as I said, the client I talked to last night, she was a former client from years and years and years ago. And she sort of coached with me before, but sort of didn't. And so anyways, I didn't get to give her a really great result. And so when she came to me last night, I was like, so what's been going on? And it's like the same shit different day. Yes, of course, little things have changed here and there. But it's not like been this huge, massive shift of like, oh, and I've done this. Oh, and I've done this. Oh, I've done this. And I just think, like, oh my gosh, it's been years now where it's just been kind of the same thing over and over again. And I called her out and I said, listen, you want to change these things in your life? Like, when's enough enough? How many more years are you going to go on like this? The reason why you don't have this stuff isn't because of the economy, isn't because of this thing that happened or that thing that happened. It's because your mindset's just crappy. And so if you want to change that stuff, then we've got to sit down and we got to get to work. So do you want to make this happen or not? She's like, I'm really thinking that I'm ready. I'm like, great, because I am so ready for you. I am tired of seeing people who are living the same damn life year after year. It's one thing if you love your life and you're like, oh, just let me ride this wave. Great. Awesome. Ride that wave, baby. Go for it. But if you're riding a wave where it feels shitty, stop. It does not have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. I'm thinking of another person. Again, like I had a consult call with her about a year and a half ago. She ended up not signing with me. Then we reconnected earlier this spring. She sort of signed with me. Like she, at the time, it was the very last few weeks that I was offering self-study. She signed up for self-study. She started that sort of, and then she's kind of flaked off. Then she reached back out to me. And she's like, oh, I flaked off on this and da-da-da-da-da. I said, okay, do you really want to go on in? Like, here we go. And she's like, oh, no, no, I can't, uh, you know, the money and da da da. And I'm thinking in my head, and I even told her this I was like, what's the cost of you just spinning in the same shit every freaking day? Because at this point, during the period that I've known you, you've stayed pretty much the same. You're not any closer to these goals that you say you want. You're not any closer to being the person that you say you want to be, your next level you. And yet you're sitting here just like, okay, no big deal. Which again is fine if you want to be there. But if you don't want to be there, you really want to go after your goals and dreams, you gotta stop with the confusion. And the way that it stops is quit saying, I don't know. And instead of saying, if I did know, where would I go? And follow those breadcrumbs, right? So, like I said, with all those examples I gave, I want to improve my marriage. Great. Where do you start? Boom. Start with communication. And then, what trips people up too is they'll take those first few steps and then it feels really uncomfortable and quote unquote hard. And then they give up and then they go back into the doubt again. See, brain, the brain says, see, it's too hard. You can't do it. He's never going to change. Or you see, you're never going to get that job. You're never going to get the client. See, 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 You know, I even got called out on this in my own coaching is I was talking about how last month in my business, I did not hit my goal. So, you know, you've heard me on the podcast recently, especially I'm talking about like, yeah, and then, you know, April, I hit this and May, I hit this and June and July and August was huge. And September was good. And then October, shit, (laughs) like I did not even come close to hitting my goal. And then I had some weird setbacks. Like I had a client who quit, which has never happened. I had one client who signed up and then immediately wanted a refund because she freaked the F out. And again, never had that happen. And so I went to the coach and I said, well, I have this October and it just didn't go as planned. And here's my fear now is like, this isn't going to work. Like it's dried up. I'm done. Like end of the story. Right. I've had a good run. See you later, Lindsay. You're on to the next adventure. Right. And as we're coaching, I start catching in myself that really deep down, I still don't believe that I'm going to be able to be a coach forever and ever. And like this is going to just continue to grow. And it kind of took my breath away. It was like, oh, my gosh, I'm still doubting this. I'm still thinking that, like, it's done. And I told the coach, I said, I'm realizing that the past few months, my doubter has been more quiet because I've hit the results, if not exceeded their results, And so it calmed her and she's like, okay, you proved me wrong, Lindsay. I'll go sit back in the corner. But the second the result doesn't happen the way I want it to, she's back rearing her ugly head again. See, Lindsay, it's not going to happen. It's not going to go the way you want it to. You better be prepared. That's the end of this journey. And it was so enlightening to me of, wow, I still deep down believe more that this isn't going to work versus it does work. And luckily, I know how to coach myself through that and get through that. But for other people, A, they won't even recognize that's there, that it's just a thought and it's not the truth. So many people think their thoughts are like the news and they're facts, which anymore, we know the news is not even fact, right? But they just think it's fact when it's just a thought. It's just a thought that this isn't working. It's just a thought that, oh, I'm not going to get the career I want. It's a thought I'm not going to have the marriage I want. Right? It's not a fact. Ever, even if you look at the stats, and the stats may be against you. I talk about this all the time on the show, right? You can still be the one that goes against the grain. I mean, somebody has to do it. Why not you? They, these are the people who get what they want. They don't let anything external to them stop them. They just decide this is what I'm going to create out of my life, and then they go and effing do it. That's the power of decision. You know, we think sometimes that decision is, is not that important, or it's silly for us just to decide ahead of time before we see the results in our hand, but we have to decide beforehand. Otherwise the results are going to be that much harder. Okay. So like the example I've been giving lately is I decided at the end of March when the whole coronavirus thing hit was I'm going to make this my 200 K year. This is the year. This is the year. And then all of a sudden I just started making decisions from that place. And then since then, I haven't totaled it in a month or so, but I've made 117k. So that was basically April, May, June, July, August, September, in six months. I made 100k. Oh my gosh, crazy, right? Because I just decided, and I've realized in the past few months, time and time again, how many times I get something or somebody else gets something just because they decide. It goes back to that self-coaching model I keep teaching on the podcast, right? If you're a client of mine, you're nodding your head. Yes, our thoughts are the things that eventually become our results. But we have to diminish that inner doubter in the process, even when things don't go our way and still go back to the beliefs we want to believe. Like if I go back to my example, right? Of I didn't hit my October goal. So then that belief comes up. Lindsay, this isn't going to work. It's done. You're dried up. See you later, right? So now I know it's like, oh, those beliefs are still there. Okay. So I just need to do more work on believing what I want to believe and giving more airtime to that and programming that in my brain longer and stronger so that those brain wires will be stronger than the wires who tell me this isn't going to work. And I want to believe those beliefs no matter what my circumstances are. And so I need to just focus in there. Okay. So let's do a quick recap real fast. First thing, if you're asking, I don't know, or you're stating it, you do know. So if somebody's asking you the question, imagine, you know, you and I are coaching here. If you did know, what would you do? Make a decision from that place and start taking action from there. And then watch the next level of emotions come out, the true emotions, which is likely fear, and then start to say, okay, how am I going to get over this fear? Because anything It's figure outable. It's a quote from Marie Folio. Anything. You can overcome anything, but you have to believe in yourself enough to know that you can overcome it. I can absolutely get you over anything, for sure, for the most part. (laughs) I feel like that's a really broad claim. But for the most part, I can get you over anything, but you have to believe in yourself enough to do it. That's why, again, you know, some people are like, oh, the money, Lindsay, the money. I don't know about the money in coaching. It's like, well, you don't believe in yourself enough. Or maybe you don't believe in me or you don't believe in the product enough. because otherwise, if you got the results that you say that you want, the money is nothing because the results that you want are so much more valuable than whatever the money is. Right? Think about that. I'm letting you pause for just (laughs) to to really set that in because that's what people, that's why they say no. It's like, oh, I don't believe I can get it. And that's why I start guaranteeing results, my friend. Is because I want you to start to go into anything that you invest in money-wise, time-wise, whatever, and say, I'm going to get this result. And it's a mindset thing more than anything else of just deciding I'm going to make this happen. I did another podcast episode. I think it was called Guaranteeing Results, maybe. I'll put it in the show notes. But I talk about this of you go in and saying, I'm going to make this the best investment. I'm going to get X result from this. And when you decide like that, that's when you're going to get the result, right? So one thing I'm doing in my life right now is my marriage. I decided I'm going to have a 10 marriage. That's what I'm going to do. And I've kind of put a timeline on it of this next year I want to get to a 10 marriage, but I'm open if it takes longer, great. I'm I'm pretty committed to that one year though. And so, you know, I brought up all the fears with that, right? Of whoo. What if I get rejected? What if I don't end up having a 10 marriage? What if it makes me realize I need to have a divorce instead? But I've just decided it's like, I'm going to make the marriage I have with my husband, Jason, a 10. Like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make it a 10. So I'm getting to work and it is uncomfortable. Let me tell you, it is uncomfortable because it's so easy for us to blame everything else, right? As I said earlier, like with jobs and stuff, oh, coronavirus, economy, you know, whatever. But when you put it on yourself and say, I'm actually the one that's holding myself back. I'm the one that has the power here. It's so freeing and yet so scary at the same time, right? Okay. So here's the thing. There's no such thing as confusion. You always know where you need to go, but it's just, you don't want to deal with the underlying feelings of them. So start to ask yourself, how am I going to deal with those feelings? No, I'm always here to help you you're ready to take the step and make these changes happen, I would love to work with you. I would love to give you the results that you want in your life and more. I've said it on other podcasts, on a consult call with me, you know, we're going to talk about where you're at now, where you want to be in your 10 life. What do you want to get from coaching that makes it the best investment ever? And then what I do is I'll say, okay, here's what we can guarantee. And here's what I'm going to give you on top of that. Pretty cool. 100% 100% success rate or have client success rate, although I did have that one client quit, but she was once a successful client who was very satisfied. She's just in a funky headspace right now, and I'm hoping she comes out of it. Oh, I miss her so much, but her and her mean girl's really beating her up on some stuff. But yes, I would love to work with you. I would love to make this the best investment of your life. I would love for you you know, months from now to be like, wow, that was the moment in time when everything changed. Lindsay, Got me out of my confusion. She got me into action. I dealt with all the things that I once thought were so scary, and now they seem like nothing. And now I have the results that I want. Now I can move on to the next thing. How cool is that? Never have to be stuck again. I tell my clients that all the time. Once they learn the, especially that first 90-day process that I teach them, that's the process where you never, ever, ever have to be stuck again. That's why we call it Become Unstoppable Woman, because you're constantly overcoming anything. It's so much fun. It's hard work at times and it's uncomfortable at times, but man, does it feel good to know you never have to feel stuck. I hate feeling stuck. And confusion to me is a stuck feeling. It sucks, doesn't it? As I said with my former relationship, I was there for years. I hated it. I just felt like, damn, I just want to move forward with my life. But I was just too scared to listen in on where I needed to go. But man, I it was so great. Just somebody ripping that band off for me and saying, listen, you can't stay in this relationship even if you tried. He's done. He's moved on. And he did it in this really nasty way. And then thank God I found coaching after that to help me with all these other decisions and support me along the way. As I keep saying, I have a coach in my arsenal all the time because I love just somebody looking at my brain in a different way. Like I said, the session I had last week where she was like, hey, you realize that you don't really believe in this. And, you know, as much as you think you do, I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank you. Thank you. I totally did not spot that. All right. So that's it, my friend. Today, I helped you stop feeling confused. I hope this was helpful for you. I hope you now know you never have to be confused again. And uh, I'm sending you so much love as you break through your confusion and know I'm here to help you however you need it. All right. That's it for now. Bye. Hey there, Ms. Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email. Share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, ePreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.